नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंजनोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदीर ये नष्टप्रायशभद्रेशु निगवत सगवतीम श्लोके सनातनम विगर्यायातपाशांडाम सुप्रीम शुद्धम प्योर सताम ऑफ द सेंटली पर्सन वर्तमा पाथ सनातनम इटर्नल विघरिया ब्लास्फेमिंग याता शुड गो पाषांडम टू एथीजम दैवम डैटी वहाोर येर भूतरा द लॉर्ड ऑफ द भूथास ट्रांसलेशन पर्पट बैशल प्रभुपात की जाए बाई ब्लैसविंग द प्रिंसिपल्स ऑफ वेदास विच आर प्योर एंड सुप्रीम पाथ ऑफ सेंट्रली पर्सन सर्टनली यू आर फॉलोवर्स ऑफ यू फॉलोवर्स ऑफ भूतपति लॉर्ड शिवा विल डिसेंड टू द स्टैंडर्ड ऑफ एथीजम without a doubt purport lord shiva is described here as bhutarat the ghosts and those who are situated in the material mode of ignorance are called bhutas or bhutarat refers to the leader of the creatures who are in the lowest standard of material modes of nature another meaning of bhuta is anyone who has taken birth or anyone anything which is produced so in that sense lord shiva may be accepted as a father of this material world here of course bhrugumuni takes lord shiva as a leader of the lowest creatures the characteristics of the lowest class of men have already been described they do not bathe they have long hair on their heads and they are addicted to intoxicants in comparison with the path followed by the followers of bhutarat the vedic system is certainly excellent for it promotes people to spiritual life as the highest eternal principle of human civilization if one decrees or blasphemes vedic literature then he fails to then he falls to the standard of atheism
because he sees everyone from the spiritual platform thus the only alternative left to lord shiva was to leave in order to stop his follower nandishwara as well as brigumuni from cursing and counter cursing in that way text 34 te api vishwasraja satram sahasra parivatsaran संविधाय महेशवासायत्रेजारिहिमैत्रेजमैत्रेकंटिन्ूडोविदरालोजनेटर्सूनिवर्सलेशनिकुलेशनिकुलेशनिकुलेशनिकुलेशनिकुलेशनिकुल
The sages went on for many years in order to satisfy the Supreme Lord. The sacrifice was not destroyed for want of Shiva and Daksha, and the sages went on with their activities. In other words, it may be assumed that if one does not worship the demigods, even up to Lord Shiva and Brahma, one can nevertheless satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Kama iste iste prapadyante anya devataha. Persons who are impelled by lust and desire go to the demigods to derive some material benefit. Bhagavad Gita uses the very specific words nasti buddhihi, meaning persons who have lost their sense or intelligence. Only such persons care for demigods and want to derive material benefit from them. Of course, this does not mean that one should not show respect to demigods, but there is no need to worship them. One need one who is honest may be faithful to the government, but he does not need to bribe the government servants. Bribery is illegal. One does not bribe a government servant, but that does not mean that one does not show him respect. Similarly, one who engages in incidental loving service of the Supreme Lord does not need to worship any demigod, nor does he have any tendency to show disrespect to the demigods. Everywhere in Bhagavad Gita it is said, Ye api anya devataha bhakta yajante shraddhayan vitaha. The Lord says that one who worships the demigods is also worshipping him, but he is worshipping avidhipurvakam, which means without following the regulatory principles. The regulative principle is to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Worship of demigods may indirectly be worship of the Personality of Godhead, but it is not regulated. By worshipping the Supreme Lord, one automatically serves all the demigods because they are part and parcels of the whole. If one supplies water to the root of a tree, all the parts of the tree, such as the leaves and branches, are automatically satisfied, and if one supplies food to the stomach, all the limbs of the body, hands, legs, fingers, etc., are nourished. Thus, by worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can satisfy all the demigods, but by worshipping all the demigods, one does not completely worship the Supreme Lord. Therefore, worship of demigods is irregular, and it is disrespectful to the scriptural injunctions. In this age of Kali, it is practically impossible to perform Deva Yajna or sacrifices to demigods. As such, in this age, Srimad Bhagavatam recommends Sankirtana Yajna, Yajnai Sankirtana Prayer, Ejantihi Sumedasha. In this age, the intelligent person completes the performance of all kinds of Yajnas simply by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Tasmin Tushte Jagat Tushtaha. And the Lord Vishnu is satisfied. All the demigods who are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord are satisfied. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fourth canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Daksha curses Lord Shiva. So as this cursing and counter-cursing was going on, Lord Shiva thought it best 
to leave the arena and he left the sacrificial arena and following that of course first daksha had left shiva left however it is said here that the sacrifice continued for 1000 years the sacrifice was not stopped or not cancelled just because of this and all the demigods who were there they benefited they completed the performance of sacrifice took bath in the ganges and yamuna and they became purified at heart that means the fruit of the yajna and they departed for their respective abodes this ends the chapter daksha curses lord shiva so the end of the entire uh, incident is that the fire sacrifice the yajna that was going on there that was that was supposed to happen continued to happen in spite of the two personalities not being there daksha and two chief personalities so what is the conclusion conclusion of this entire incident is also establishing the supremacy of lord vishnu the service to the supreme lord should go on in spite of fighting between different parties the service should never stop that is the message that we get from this concluding part of this incident because ultimately it is vishnu who has to be pleased and if vishnu is pleased then everybody will get benefit everybody tasmin tushte jagat tushtah everybody is pleased including all the demigods so a very important point for vaishnavas to understand here is this uh, avidhi purvakam how lord krishna himself says that this anya devata worship is he only stabilizes their faith in sitting in their hearts so that way indirectly they are worshiping him but that is called avidhi purvaka which means is not following the regulative principles vidhi vidhi means regulative principles avidhi means not following the regulative principles in other words one who understands the vedas properly will not say that worshiping demigods is a path to vishnu that is that cannot be read out of the vedic literature somehow you all worship demigods and one day you will worship vishnu no the vidhi is to worship vishnu right from beginning and offer respects to all the demigods offer them prasadam offer them respect this is 
this is the vidhi purvaka worship because the living entities has to know his relationship with the demigods the demigods are the managers of universal affairs they are in charge of various uh, material activities administrative activities in this material world so they deserve due respect from the living entities just because one does not another important point that propat brings out in the purport just because they need not be worshiped doesn't mean you should disrespect them this point is only about not worshiping them not worshiping them doesn't mean disrespecting them the question of giving disrespect giving respect to everyone is fundamental injunction for every living entity that fundamental injunction for respecting every living entity does not amount to saying that we should worship that personality for the living entity only lord vishnu is worshipable because he is his part and parcel he is transcendentally constitutionally he is a worshipper of the supreme lord the part has to worship the full or purna so any misunderstanding that the vedas mean they encourage all the demigod worships it is avidhi purvaka there are people who who there are living entities who uh, are in that category doesn't mean that that is right so many things that the vedic injunctions are prescribing so vedic injunctions the prescriptions of vedic injunctions are meant for different kinds of living entities tamasic rajasic satvic the entire vedas have instructions for all kinds of people so those that doesn't mean that the, when it comes to worship what is right worship what is wrong worship wrong worship may be given in the vedas for living entities material desires but what is the right worship they are all avidhi purvakam what is the right worship right worship is to worship vishnu again we are coming back to the same point to understand all these things that is the reason why we need the spiritual master who comes in disciplic succession from krishna who gives the essence of all the vedas simply being vedic is something but that is not enough being vedic to the essence of the vedas under the guidance of a spiritual master is very important and that is how we are very blessed to get this uh, essence of vedic knowledge from a pure devotee like shila prabhupad through this great parampara of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu and by following that we are satisfying the supreme lord without needing to worship the demigods without needing to do anything with the demigods
and if we encounter anywhere any demigods then an opportunity to respect then we say vanchakal patrubhyas chakrapas devacha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha we chant that and then we offer our obeisances just like we offer obeisances to other vaishnavas it's not that no i won't worship so i won't pay obeisances you pay obeisances to vaishnavas also so you pay obeisances to demigod you go to demigod temples you pay obeisances chant this one chakal patrubhyascha and then you know you do you have nothing to ask from him because everything that you want is the sum total of all demigods he is worshiping the spiritual master so and spiritual ma worshiping the spiritual master is nothing but worshiping vishnu because this pure devotee simply passes on the worship to the supreme personality of godhead he is just a transparent medium for taking our worship therefore a spiritual master is worshipable supreme lord is worshipable and his pure devotees are also worshipable because that worship goes to the supreme personality of godhead as far as other demigods are concerned we as we said as we just offer our respectful respectful obeisances and we proceed in fact then the pure devotees who are engaging in service of the supreme personality of godhead who are chanting hare krishna mahamantra every day those who are such such devotees when they go to demigod temple the demigods are very happy the demigods are very uh, happy because yeah, everybody goes and uh, only makes so many different desires and here somebody is coming who is a representative of vishnu who is the lord of the demigods who is the adi deva and his devotees have come and in this way they get very pleased and over and over them if you go to demigod temples and we do a sankirtana then you are really giving them blessing from lord chaitanya mahaprabhu and they'll be even more pleased so these are some of the things that <clears throat> from this chapter last portion of this chapter of dakshakasas lord shiva the independent nature of vishnu's worship uh, independent of uh, even shiva and daksha the yajna continued for thousands of years and um, it was completed and all the demigods got their benefits also and from the earlier part of this chapter we have understood how daksha lost his school unnecessarily and offended a great devotee of the supreme lord lord shiva and in response to that how lord shiva was quite silent and then later on lord shiva also left the sacrificial arena and then as far as the cursors were concerned the cursing party one was uh, nandishwara and party and the other was bhrigu headed by bhrigu brahmanas and bhrigus so as far as they are concerned what prabhupad says is that um even lord shiva thought that it was uh, this cursing and not curse uh, cursing and counter cursing should not have happened it is not it was not necessary the fact that somebody may offend this may be a fact but does not mean 
that you should uh, you should curse and counter curse and this cursing and counter curse is seen um, here it is said hmm, uh, a vaishnava is always tolerant and Krish shiva is considering the topmost vaishnava so his character as shown in this scene is excellent he became morose because he knew that these people both his men and dakshas Shiva's opinion. We are unnecessarily cursing and counter-cursing one another without any interest in spiritual life. So, there is a, from this we can understand that the solution to uh, defend the cursing or to, to defend the offense to the Supreme Lord or his pure devotee is not cursing either we have to leave the place or we have to uh, uh, defeat that person who has uh, who has uh, blasphemed correct him rectify him if you have no capacity then he should leave so that is a way of defending the supreme lord or his uh, pure devotee so sometimes this defending the offense against one spiritual master turns into a kind of when you lose the whole purpose then it turns into a kind of a um, self-interested cursing and counter-cursing self-interested fight and in the name of defending the spiritual master these kind of disciples are neophyte disciples so if you have to defend your spiritual master even when in the case when the spiritual master is offended there is a mature way in which it has to be dealt with and cannot go to the very counter purpose of of such defending and it turns out that this is this is usually very common that uh, uh, this kind of uh, fanatism this fanatism is very common among neophyte disciples. They are fanatic. They have to deal with the situation in a mature way rather than taking off their sense gratification on those who are offending. So there also as a matter of devotional service without taking any sense gratification out of it one has to execute one's uh, response to such offenses. So it is clear that Prabhupada has given us the verdict that both the parties cursing and counter cursing was not proper because they were not done it in a proper way. It went for their own self gratification. He knew they were cursing without any interest in spiritual life. So what is the kind of curse? Just see the kind of curse that Nandishira gave, the kind of curse on all the Brahmanas. What is the purpose? He says you will all be atheists. He also said. That, that, is a, that is not the purpose of, that doesn't go in line with uh, the uh, welfare of the Brahmanas. A true Vaishnava when he curses, then finally it will bring good to them. Sometimes a true Vaishnava curses also. Just like Narada cursed, the, uh, I think the 
Nala, uh, the two demigods, brothers, and then they, then that is how ultimately during Krishna's pastime, uh, they got the result of that curse. There were two trees, and they got liberated. So that kind of curse is a divine plan of the Lord. So if the pure devotee does something like that, then it is different. But this kind of fanatic followers, they curse that you will become atheist, you will, you will lose your God consciousness, you will not be Vedic followers. These kind of curses are against the purpose of the, the against the very purpose of uh, Krishna consciousness, against the purpose of the Vedas. So therefore both were wrong. And both were doing out of ignorance and they were out of sense gratification. They were getting something out of, they were just venting out their own anger on each other. This is just party following. My party against your party. Not that truth against truth. Truth or truth against falsity. Any questions? Regarding curse, bro. So the curse we are seeing Daksha's pastime, Daksha and Lord Shiva. So somebody curses current is what is required for them because the curse acts to act upon act upon other person. What is required? Punya is required. What is, what is? required to act curse to act on another person? Uh -huh. Because uh, those people who are uh, who are not pure devotees still they're cursing. The curse is affecting on them. Other suppose I hit somebody with my hand. Yes. For it to be effective, what is required? Strength. 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 Similarly, the person who, who, who curses needs strength. But what is this strength? Tapas Shakti. Ah. So according to their uh, Tapas Shakti, you can say material Tapas Shakti, the material, act, material curses will act. Similarly, <clears throat> according to level of pure devotee, if somebody offends the devotee, there are different levels of displeasure. If the pure devotee is, is, is uh, uh, of very exalted purity, that means he is nearer to the Lord. Ah. There is difference, just like in, the, in this you will say, he is dear to me, he is dearer to me, he is dearer to me. The same thing for the Supreme Personality of Godhead also. There's somebody dear, dearer, dearer, dearer. So somebody who is very dear most, uh, like Srila Prabhupada, if you offend, then uh, it is uh, very serious. Uh, ordinary, other ordinary sadhaka, you offend, it may not be that serious. That may not be, that, that force of that offense may not be that heavy. So like this we have to see the different, uh, um, the, we have to differentiate between, uh, that's why if a, an ordinary person curses and a Brahmana curses, Brahmana cursing is more powerful. Why? Because Brahmana has more tapas shakti. His life is more regulated. Any other question? Prabhu, uh, this uh, difference between worship and uh, worship of divine gods and uh, 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 
the res paying respects to the demigods because because the word worship is it like bhaja uh, we are serving or uh, because worship journey we feel it's doing manarti or something like that worship means worshiping god we all have constitutional uh function constitutional duty to our counter whole we are amsha and this purna so worship is for worship is always for the for your complete whole so we should not just like people they worship demigods they say ah uh, he is also same he is also same they are different rupas of one god so when in that attitude only most of the people are demigod worshipers they are worshiping your ishta devata is this my ishta devata is my ishta devata is somebody else therefore so these are all aviddhi purvaka worship so that consciousness first of all worship for jiva means worship of vishnu that we have to understand vishnu is not another person standing in that line of so many demigods vishnu is he is the whole of everything he is the cause of everything he is a cause of demigods he is a he is my cause also therefore there cannot be any substitute for worship so respect is different worship is different even you may you, you may you know let us say you may end up in a situation where you may have to offer an aarti to lord shiva somewhere you may end up in a situation but worship him as a vaishnava not as the supreme so the act itself is not worship again you may pour some milk on lord shiva right no i will not do that no why you don't think you are worshiping you are offering respect through the act of pouring uh, milk so that consciousness is there it's not the physical act that matters so sometimes this <clears throat> act of uh, respect uh, may look like worshiping others may for others it's a worship for us it's not worship just like if i pay obeisances before the demigod somebody will out, outsiders sorry the their own worshipers they are also paying obeisances so somebody will tell why you are worshiping lord shiva like them you should not be paying obeisances you should stand why i'll pay obeisances as vaishnava they'll pay obeisances as god <laughs> the difference is there जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जय जगद्गुरु शिल प्रभुपाद की जय